What's up? Top, 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 go, my man. That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom. Be away, all y'all, man. We out here, Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Honey fans, welcome to another episode of the Goal Standard, episode 65. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the past week, LaSalle's one-in-one performance against the Big Five. Also, the other schools Fran Dunphy has coached. But we got to start off with yesterday and the Broad Street bank shot by Khalil Brantley. Ooh, I mean, it was just unbelievable. I, you know, Clark Slager made the layup, and you know, oh, it was gonna be you know another devastating overtime loss for the Explorers. In the same week, they lost a three overtime game to Temple, and they inbound the ball. They inbound the ball. Brantley passes the Tunde, gets it back, takes a couple dribbles, and he takes the shot. And, you know, we're looking to see, like, oh, that's a shot. And then it goes, it goes in, banks in. And, I mean, just un- unbelievable. Very lucky to be a part of that event. Like, we were all right there in the moment. Uh, we've alluded to this in the past episodes, but I worked I work there. So I was able to see that thing up close and personal. And probably one of the greatest moments I've ever been a part of in that building. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, can't think of many others that hit this home, hit this close to home. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm this, kind is, of a, this is I'm kind of this is us. This is LaSalle, you know, mm-hmm. in Wells Fargo Center. And all of the highlights we've seen have been that moment. It wasn't, I mean, kudos to the other games and, and the, the competitiveness of those other games. But this, this game stood out and resonated with a lot of people because of how it ended. And, Yes, you're right. I mean, over time, I was I was like, oh, no, here we go again. We've seen this movie before, but it was a different script. We we saw heroics from a guy who was due to have a change in luck, right? Like, I felt like... Yeah, I mean, he wanted things it so going badly. Our way. Yeah, he wanted, it, he wanted it so badly, and, you know, he was probably so mad at himself for missing the two foul shots against Temple, and he was like, you know what, I have to do my part. Um, and he, you know, he nailed it. I mean, that was unbelievable. Um, you know, just the raw emotion of, you know, making that shot, you know, I was just, you know, hugging the guy next to me. I, you know, I was kind of upset, like not upset, but it's like, you know, you usually are there with me and you oh, weren't, yeah. you had to work it. So I was just like the raw emotion to find someone, you know, like, like bugs, high, with high five. It's like, you know, you weren't there, but, um, you know, I was high five people next to me, you know, Giving a hug to you know Jim, the guy next to me. Shout out, Jim. And um, yeah, uh, it was just it was just awesome. We were just like, what did we just see? It was just so exciting. And for the explorers to be on the right side of it, it doesn't happen much. It was just you know, just one of those moments you never forget. Um, never. And, you know, we were seeing people we sit with, or sit, you know, who we see at the gola, and you know, we we're high five, and just it was just so exciting. So it was just quite the, you know, the memory and. I mean, I'm so happy I was there to witness it in person. Yeah, 
definitely like um, the greatest third place finish we'll ever see. I I don't think that will be touched, right? Like we got third overall in the big five, but the way it was done felt like a championship win because that's how happy I was. I thought we won the whole, like the way I was inside, of course, I had to maintain composure here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tough. couldn't mm-hmm. hug the nearest person next to me. Yeah. Like, Who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was, you know, close to the action and I just had to s- scream internally mm-hmm. as if we had just, you know, you know, as if we won the championship, I was yeah. like losing my mind. Uh, I know it's to some, that sounds silly. You know, you, you still got third place, but to go through what we go through, you know, as, as LaSalle basketball fans, I feel like we were due for some, some celebration, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a few years of, you know, you know, a few wins here, a few wins there. Um, I can't tell you the last time we had a buzzer beater, Rich. No, I was going to say, I don't remember that. So like for it, I remember, you know, the David Beatty pass and it hit the scoreboard, like, or like, just oh, like, yeah. you know, or buzzer beaters going against us. I'll never yeah. forget. I feel like sacred heart to open the season. I think that was a buzzer beater. Sure. Um, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I yeah. think you're right. And um, I feel like there's so many, you know, clutch moments against us for us to have it on the other end at Wells Fargo center. Um, you know, for that first inaugural Big Five Classic, even though uh, it was the third place game, but um, it was just you know unbelievable, and I feel like it uh, makes you know the games against St. Joe's, you know that I can't wait for them to play. Like the anticipation for us to play St. Joe's grows even yeah. more. Yeah, after you know what what happened and you know our performance, um, you know during this week. Yeah, definitely. I want to play Nova somehow. <laughs> you know, I want to play. I want to play the other schools somehow. That's the only. That's the only downside of this new format, the Big Five. You, you can't play every team. Um, just to match up would be cool, but I'll 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 take this, and 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 build on it. Like this is, you know, the Big Five is has grown and and in one day it felt like the Big Five just grew, like in a great way you know what i mean like this is not yeah, i mean it's this is not the end of it no. this is the beginning of a new chapter so it's like that i know last year we were like in an empty palestra mm-hmm. um, and it was like oh is this the end of the big five we were thinking that i yeah. i don't think it's the end anymore i think no. i think that this revitalized it i know that it wasn't like a packed house like obviously the palestra it's jam-packed in there and the noise level is insane um but it wasn't feasible we went there. It was empty at the Pluster that day. It was a what well, was a weekday, granted, yeah, but I think it was a Wednesday. Um, yeah. It seemed like there was factors at play here that forced everybody to just kind of rethink this whole thing. So um, we're just very lucky to have a dramatic win in the first annual, or you know, it should be annual. I mean, I would. Yeah, hope can it, you say inaugural? I mean, I guess can you say inaugural if like we don't know if it's going to happen again? I mean, I hope the athletic directors. You know, come yeah. to a conclusion to do it again. And I'm sure, you know, there'll probably be a little, um, some, you know, things that are tweaked. Um, yeah. Some no, of the, they, they would, they, they would tweak it a little mm-hmm. bit, but I think the, the, the blueprint, we, we've got like a blueprint and, uh, well, it kind of helped that these games were really fun. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I just, I, I like to say that, um, that LaSalle win, did more than just something for the program. I think it did something Absolutely. for the Big Five. I think it, 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 like, it just gave a burst of energy into a history that needed something. It needed some crazy, yeah. something crazy to happen. Revitalized, yeah. rejuvenated. Yeah, I mean, we had, 
even games prior to the one at Wells Fargo Center, there was a court storm, right? Like schools oh, upset. Five Nova. Yeah, yeah. Nova didn't win a game in the big five. That's like crazy. that's crazy. So like, yeah. I'm just so happy that LaSalle also um, surprised somewhat su- surprised some people with a crazy buzzer beater shot that even the casual fans can probably get behind and, and maybe get on board and come to the goal of this year. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, this week, you know, they're off to, I mean, I don't want to talk about this, but I feel like it's a good segue. LaSalle six and two, they're coming off a game. Like they're coming off this week where that thrilling win. And there was a lot of eyeballs, you know, Khalil Brantley's uh, buzzer beater was the top play on sports center. Yep. Um, you know, earlier in the week, LaSalle play a three overtime game. And I'm sure there are a lot of attention. Like LaSalle isn't good that often. So if you want to see them play, like this is the team to see them play. You know, there's only 12 games left in the Gola. They have three really good guards. I come up to a hot start. Like this is the team. This is the team that you want to see. Like they're not good often. If you want to like see them, like I would see them now. Yes. Um, No one paid me to say that. (laughs) I'm just saying that, you know, I'm, you know, we're diehards. We watch. Uh, a lot of LaSalle games, we go to a lot of LaSalle games. This team is worth watching. It stinks that LaSalle didn't have the kind of turnout at Wells Fargo Center as the other teams, but they definitely deserve it. That play this week deserves it. Yes. Um, You're absolutely right. That's my pitch to everyone. So who's like, and I'm just saying that like, if you, if you're watching it, like you'll be like, whoa, whoa, you know, Khalil Brantley, he's fun to watch. Brick is like they're a fun team to watch too. I'm not just yeah. I'm not just saying that. No, we've seen a lot of basketball. We are your um, what's the word? Like we're our reviewer for you, like our expert. No. Yeah, we're the we're the people that have seen the ups and the downs in person every year, right? This year feels different. This year feels like a special team. Yeah. And these guys are we, so, so yeah. talented. We put like, in ten, our 10,000 hours of LaSalle basketball. Like, we're experts. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, though? Yeah, we're like Ebert and Roper for movies. <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you a full review of this team anytime. Just DM us. But we're here on this pod telling you right now that this year feels different than the other years. These mm-hmm. guys are are built differently. There's yeah, there's like, chemistry. And, and there's newcomers, too, right? Like, we should talk about this game and, and who stepped up because there's some guys that... I just love how they're growing already and just starting out. Um, the the guard play, it's outstanding. You you will never see somebody handle the ball as good as Brickus does on a collegiate level. The man is a wizard with the ball, so you got it. You got to see that. You've got to see that. Brantley can go off for thirty one any given night, right? Like he could just go off. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, those two combined with Shep's aerials, right? The dude is in the air forever i'm not i'm not kidding when i say he's the best dunker i've seen in that building at tom goal arena mm-hmm. it's and yeah. honestly he might be the best one in college basketball i really do believe that that you round out those three guys alone and you've got something worth watching and something to go see so we're we're telling you right now take it from us we wouldn't lead you astray we wouldn't say you know go to the goal to you know, we need you at the, pro, you know, the program needs you. No, like we're not saying it for those reasons. We're saying it just genuinely because it's fun. These guys are fun. Yeah, so, no, they're fun to watch. Fun. And I might say this, but I see like a lot of similarities. And I'm not making comparisons, but like I see a lot of similarities in Brickus's game to Tyree Duran. Yes. Like similarities to in uh, like Brantley's game to Galloway. And, yes. you know, similarities, I would say Gil to... Um, uh, 
Garland. Like there is some similarities. I was not yeah. saying they're those guys, but like they're fun to watch. And it's like if you see if you watch as much, I mean, it might be. I don't know. I feel like it's not too far off. No, and you can if you guard watch play. enough, you'll be like, oh, I, I can see where he's saying that. You're, you're yeah. not crazy. The guards, it's the guards. Yeah. We got four guards that are in, really talented, right? I'm I saying mean, their skill sets are similar. Their skill sets are a little, you know, similar. Yeah, definitely. And we got nice little complementary pieces too, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, this is this is a team that, you know, barring any setbacks, like they are going to be built to handle the A10, right? Like, I think we can compete with anybody in the A10 this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, th- I hope, I think so, and yeah. I guess like it seems, you know, last game, you know, Dumphy was having a, you know, an eight man rotation. I feel like he's almost cut that. You know, last game only he only played seven guys. Um, I was like, yeah. oh. and you know, he's only playing seven guys, even though Brantley played fifty five minutes the game before. Brick has played fifty three minutes. He's only played seven guys on Saturday, even though a good bunch of his guys played 40-plus minutes in a three-overtime game. I mean, that says, you know, he doesn't have a lot. Like, he has short rotation. I know Gill only played 21 minutes against Temple, but um, he, you know, played a big role. And I guess another key thing about going back to the, the Penn game Penn looked like they were, they had momentum. They were up eight. Yep. And, you know, Mr. Big Five himself made a key adjustment, taking out Rokas because Spinoza was kind of owning him in the post. And he went small where he was trapping. He, you know, he had Tunda, and I hopefully I'm not saying that wrong. Tunde, Shep, Brickus, Brantley, Gill. And that lineup propelled them, yes. propelled them to victory. That was a great adjustment, trapping them. And you know they stopped, they stopped going to Spinoza, and you know that. We'll see. I went on a run, forced overtime, and you know the rest is history. The yeah. you know the Broad Street Bank shot. Yeah, it was a complete team effort. I would say it, to add to that, like that, I thought that they all were just insanely, like cohesive, cohesive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They had a plan. Whatever they whatever they talked about X's and O's prior, like they didn't even they didn't really warm up like. A teams had practice there the day before at Wells Fargo Center. LaSalle took the subway over just like they did against Temple. They took mm-hmm. the subway to Wells Fargo Center. They came in, shot around a little bit, and it seemed like they were very comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the defense wasn't good for a while. Like, Penn was like shot extremely well. It was a shootout. And, yeah. Oh, no, it was. It was, I mean, the last two games, yeah. It was very high scoring. And, you know, what Tyler was saying on three bid league. LaSalle three point defense, you know, has been, you know, was, I think when he said it was 36%. And I know Penn shot really, really well. It, it kept on cooling down eventually, but like they shot, Penn shot really, really well. I mean, I was going to say, go ahead. I, I was going to add to that. Like I, I heard, I, I listened to the broadcast. Uh, I think it was Matt Martucci or Giannini. Uh, great, great combo, by the way, on, on the TV. Um, they explained that a Dunphy team, if in order to beat a Dunphy team, you have to, you have to make the three ball. And I assume hmm. that's because. Dunphy's defense is usually let them shoot the ball, let the opponent shoot a lot. So I just wanted to add to that. I think it's all part of the game plan. Mm-hmm. You, they have to earn it behind the three point line, and and they definitely shot the lights out oh, against yeah, us. I just think that's and, a. I think that was part of the game plan, so to speak. Not necessarily for them to make them, but at least I don't know. Start inward. Start start. You know, basket out, um, collapse. Right. 
trap, especially a small team like LaSalle. Yeah. Trap. And if they hit the three, they hit the three. I think that's a vintage Dunphy defense. Yeah. Like, like it was crazy how well Penn shot. At like one point, they were like 27 to 40 from the field, which is like <laughs> over like two thirds. Yeah. And then, you know, they eventually, you know, that key kind of substitution because they took Gil out. And I was like, Gil had a bad foul. I'm like, you need to get Gil back in. I think he put him back in with six, six minutes left. And, you know, he had to Grogus out and that lineup kind of propelled them. I mean, yeah. Slackert was unbelievable. Oh, you know, that layup incredible. at the end, you thought that was going to be it. Yep. Um, but I mean, he was making a ton of threes. It's like crazy. I feel like he's so deceiving. You wouldn't think like, you know, dude, six, two like that, but he, I mean, he shot, he shot very well. And um, I mean, that freshman Perkins is a stud. Um, I'm sure he'll be there for a while. Yeah. But I mean, that was just, uh, I mean, an epic game, you know, I feel like we kind of talked about it. Um, anything else you want to say about Penn or um, any other comments? They're such a tough team. Big five classic. Oh, in yeah. general. I mean, to start about the Penn game, they're just such a tough team, that Penn team. I feel like they always give us fits. So this is the second time we played them in a row where it went to overtime. Is that correct? Yeah. I could, yeah, I could like be last, wrong. Last year they won 81 or LaSalle won 81. Yeah. So, and Brickus went off. Yeah, Brickus and Gill, I think, combined for like 51, like 126, 125. I don't know. I remember that. I don't know why. So next year, you know, the broadcasters are going to be like the last two meetings. Yeah. In the big Both overtime games last year. And they're going to show the highlight, even though yeah. I've seen it like 300 times at this point. Yeah. It's going to live in, in infamy. And, and yeah. I'm so, so glad it happened. I'm so glad it happened. Like on so many levels. So many levels. Yeah. It's, it's bigger. Like I said, it's bigger than LaSalle. Yeah. I mean, it had the um, NCAA tournament feel, you know, the buzzer beater in like an NBA kind of arena. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just, I, I just, I'm, I was like speechless. I've so watched you, it like at least a hundred times already yeah. <laughs> and all the angles too. Mm-hmm. shout out Kale beers for blowing out the speakers, like just full volume. Yeah, pow. He said pow several times. Yeah. Um, we had the uh, deflation of the pen radio guys. They still made a great call. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had, of course, like I said, uh, Matt Martucci and Dr. John Giannini, yeah, former LaSalle call. coach, on the call. We were very lucky to have them do the whole day. I was like, oh, are they going to change out? No, they they were with us the entire day. If you if you go on Peacock right now, you can replay those games um, and hear those guys on the call. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, it's still up on Peacock. Because if you want, you can relive all of it and, and hear it from their perspective if you are in the arena. Um, Giannini is just so good at, at providing color. And Marchucci has the, you know, the, the great call there for, for uh, Brantley's game winner. Um, yeah, just just overall, I thought that the product, the Big Five product, was better. It, it they wanted it to be refreshed, right? That's what the mm-hmm. like, athletic directors needed. They want. They said, let's refresh the Big Five. It needs a, you know, a kick. It got one. It got one. And it wasn't just because we added Drexel. Like that's cool. Like that's perfect. That's exactly what you can do to, to kick it up a notch. They beat Nova. That's awesome. But just the overall venue and, and um, the aesthetics, like there was the logo was everywhere. Like there were donuts made with the logo. Yeah. The media received like mugs, uh, big five classic mugs. Um, everything just felt like March madness. Honestly, it felt like a regional game, oh. right? Like, you know, two, six teams that are, you know, experiencing this feeling for the first time it's a it was a great recruiting tool i know that players these days would love to be in a big big arena like that you know what i'm saying yeah um, i just got like distracted i had like eagles post game live on 
and um it finished so it's temple st joe's and they hit us through the streamers for temple oh there it is see yeah so you i go, wish oh, that yeah, game they're was hearing us so they're hearing us potting <laughs> yeah they're like turn it on i wish that the third game was a little bit closer yeah. don't we all yeah. i mean that was like the prime time game um but stunning results the first two games drexel beating nova mm-hmm. seemingly nova had nothing like that's that's a big piece of the big five if nova can settle down and be more like us. I know that sounds bad, but like if Nova continues to be winless, we're juggling like, now. <laughs> if they go like one and one, um, they might be ranked or whatever, but if they go one and one or less in the big five, it, 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 it gives hope to the schools and, and, and it, and makes it just better overall. We're, we're seeing hopefully, hopefully that Nova is kind of on the downward trajectory here. Let's hope knock on wood. We'll see. But, it helps. It definitely helps. All, yeah, you know, I, I think low tides lowers all ships. Um, no, not like that. But just the fact that we had a shot, Rich. You, mm-hmm. LaSalle had a shot. We yeah. we should have beat Temple. We should be in the championship game. Is, is what I think about. You know. I guess that's a segue into Temple. I, if, I wanted if, to, yeah, before I kind of wanted to talk about yeah the Big Five Classic. Like you said, I thought it was you know a shot in the arm yep. that the Big Five needed, and. You know, just the LaSalle game, the Drexel game. You know, you like you said, always other game. But you, it was it was cool. You know, going into that building before I went to the game, I feel like I saw like like before I went to the game, I took a walk around the Schuylkill and I saw like Drexel T-shirts and Temple T-shirts, and um, I think I saw everything but Villanova and LaSalle. I was like, all right, I can't wait to go, and then. And I took the subway. I got off, and people, you know, how people were chirping at Villanova. Like, oh, I'm like, ah, maybe next year. So there was some I, chirping. Like, that kind of ch- what? There was chirping. Yeah, like they're, yeah, like it was chirping. Ah, Villanova. Like, you know, maybe next year. Like, oh. I love that kind of stuff. Like that kind of like, I love that in the air. Like that was gonna be so excited. Um, so just like the talk about Big Five, just you know, gets me so excited. And I thought you know the event was great. Um, yeah, and I really, you know, can't wait for it next year. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great, you know, first annual and I hope, you know, it becomes a tradition and, you know, they make some tweaks and the, you know, the ADs give it a go for year two in 2024. I I love the chirping part. I like, I was curious what it was like. I wasn't in the stands with you. So, I mean, this is the first time in, in, I don't know when, when six teams were all there the same day. So you probably saw fans from every school represented and i'm curious like the the conversations like for example i'm going in the office granted you know it's wells fargo center so obviously everybody's gonna be talking about this event because this is what we do but Mm -hmm. but i assume other workplaces on monday somebody's gonna tell somebody else at work hey i'm sorry about your team or like oh we got you there like if you're a drexel fan and you work next to a nova Mm -hmm. fan you're gonna have a really good monday Mm -hmm. And and those are the conversations that help <laughs> yeah. build this brand and build yeah. the big five up. So I love the parody and it it just brings out more conversation amongst this this city, which I feel like has been starved for college basketball talk. The the team's performances overall have been, you know, poor aside from Nova. Mm-hmm. So if we can just get one win against a big five school and you know that person, um, and it was on like, you know, television, NBC Sports. Yeah, you have great. You have great banter, great um, mm-hmm. water cooler people, talk. I know people who I work with, and like in their team, 
there's a Drexel and Villanova guy. So, and I know they're both, you know, big basketball people. So, you know, I would love to hear, you know, the behind the scenes stuff that's uh, going to take place uh, tomorrow. <laughs> I, but, I um, can't. Yeah. No, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I'm sure everything's going to change. Like over the next two to five years, like big five is not going to be the same. Like we're going to, in, in a good way, it's going to, you know, it's going to grow. It's going to grow. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but like, yeah, like you were saying, um, I wanted to segue to temple and, you know, so on Wednesday, LaSalle took on temple and, you know, that day was going to decide who was going to play where at what times, LaSalle was taking on Temple. Villanova was taking on St. Joe's. Every kind of scenario was still up for grabs. Yep. And that game turned into an absolute thriller as LaSalle lost 106-99 against Temple in triple overtime. Wow. It was just an instant classic. In the second half, we got within like four rows behind the bench. And, I mean, it was just <laughs> – crazy back and forth game you know brickus was the big five record yes a big five record with 41 points i mean he put the team on his back in you know in that game him and brantley had 70 of the 99 points sheesh um it was kind it was poorly officiated or I mean, oh yeah there was just 68 fouls 68 combined fouls and three overtimes um oh my god I, I, five players fouled out for both teams ugh, and it's crazy it was just crazy you know LaSalle was down I think eight within with I think they went on a nine to one run to close regulation and you know Brickus hit that three um you know he got the guy on his feet yep and you know he drained it and uh Man, and that you know, 7171 and the regulation. We didn't think we were gonna get there. And boy, were we in for a night. Um after that. I wouldn't have known after that. Yeah, there's gonna be three there's gonna be three overtimes. We basically watched two games that night. And I know some guys on the team <laughs> only played one half of that or one of the games because they fouled out. What a crazy game. Um the the fact that the refs were troublesome to me is probably just because Nova St. Joe's, the Holy War was on FS1. They probably got the nicer refs in the in the area of Philadelphia. We were only on ESPN Plus, so we got the um, you know, B squad, C squad. Yeah. No, which I, is I a common a, theme. Yeah, we had a there was a certain referee who was involved with this game and Bucknell. I'm not gonna say his name. But it's kind of <laughs> weird. Both games are poorly officiated. So yeah. You if can you want to look it up, knock yourself out. You know what I'm talking about, but it's just it's it's crazy. I mean, the amount of fouls just insane. Yeah. Um, Quick whistle. So it, I mean, the depth really you know played a played a role in this game, yeah. and it kind of spoke to you know Temple's depth to have some of these guys coming, you know, way off the bench like Quante Berry, who was a freshman, played a really big role. I know there was that guy number ten with a big block at the end of the game. Um, yeah, came out of nowhere. Like, who are these dudes? Yeah. I mean, just settle was incredible. For yeah, was that? Settle was incredible for, yeah, Temple. he was, yeah, he was very good. He was very good. Uh, I mean, Heiser Miller kind of put the team on his back yeah. early on in the game. He, I think he fouled out the first overtime. Um, I know him and Brickus had like a double tactical. So, yeah. Um, and that's what got him out, right? Yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. 
That was crazy. I don't know. I couldn't really tell what what happened. Um, I just know it, I think it in competition like that. You know, yeah. it's gonna yeah, yeah. Sparks will fly. So, whatever. I don't care. Brick has got to play a little longer, and um, you know, I mean, keep rolling. So yeah, I mean, Gill only played twenty one minutes. Like he fouled out ten minutes within regulation. So That's like crazy. having him out. I mean, that was a huge loss. So you know, Brick has apparently put the team on the back team on their back. And, um, you know, Brantley, you know, had those two foul shots. And, you know, you thought LaSalle had it won the first overtime. You thought they had it won the second overtime. And they kind of ran out in the third. Yeah. Um, you know, kept Temple hanging around. You know, Brick eventually fouled out. And we were <laughs> a lot of other guys fouled out. But um, I was devastated. I'm, yeah, you know, Fran definitely wanted that, you know, 601st victory against Temple. You know, against his former team. Yeah. You know, Brickus wanted that when I think his birthday was the next day. And, you know, they, I mean, you can't knock the effort of, no. you know, of them. They wanted it so much. Um, yeah. But, you know, they came up a little short, unfortunately. Yeah. They left it all out there. I, I'm, I was so sad the next day. Yeah, I, was I was so sad. Took a few okay. days. Yeah. I was so bummed about that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously now I'm feeling, pretty good uh, but it, it it cannot be ignored how tough that game was no um one thing i wanted to mention about that game we were at the leah chorus center okay temple university um for all that was on the line right for the big five you know, semifinal is what we were calling it right it felt like a big five semifinal mm -hmm. winner goes to wells fargo center for all of that it was not even a quarter of the way full in there it was dead. That building was sad. Mm -hmm. Like, what has happened to Temple basketball? I know that their NIL was struggling. LaSalle actually had better NIL dollars than them at one point. Um, that's an article. You can check that. Fact check that. We allegedly, in apparent, I think it's factual, we did have better NIL than them. Um, the changeover in coaching, right? Um, battle leaving their best player. Yeah. Uh, a few other guys leaving. On, yeah. One to Penn State, right? Reynolds like, Hicks. Yeah, Hicks. Yeah. I mean, this the the program is obviously not in a good place. Um, they got to the championship game, good for them, but they didn't even compete with St. Joe's. Um, but no. to see that building, St. Joe's, yeah, so much. St. Joe's just ran them out. But it, in in Leacorice Center, I I just am blown away at. I guess students just don't care, and we're seeing that across the board, right? Mm -hmm. Like other mm -hmm. other. Universities are seeing this too, but I thought they had something there. I thought Temple had more of a student section. They brought yeah. the student section. It was weak. They brought the student section. Again, we can't really say that, but like it was weak for Temple. Like I'm used to it being strong. I'll never forget like the Cherry Crusade being like the gold standard of student sections. Yeah, back when we dead. were students, it, it was really good. Like I was really impressed, but like now it's it's comical. Yeah. That was wild to me. I, I, I it was dollar dog night. They pulled out all the stops. They tried to really yeah. get people in the building, and it didn't work. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, like I feel like there was juice like in the overtimes because you were oh, like yeah. on that feet, but like no, in regulation it was it wasn't. I mean it was just no. I I completely agree. Yeah, I was blown away by that. Meanwhile, over at you know Nova Nova St. Joe's, you know amazing legendary game. Like I'm sure the crowd was amazing. Like I'm sure it was so mm -hmm. fun. Um sold out i feel like it's nova but if if nova went to st joe's you would also see st joe's pack the building 
Um, I don't know. It's different. It's not apples to apples, but I feel like we still have a little ways to go to promote the Big Five prior to the Big Five Classic. Um, yeah, so. I feel like a lot of promoting was like this week. I heard about it a lot this week. There was a lot of buzz this week because the teams were decided, right? Like we finally yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah. Like it was huge this week. Like I don't know if there was like prior buzz what would have happened. Like I, I think having those two games on Wednesday kind of started like the buzz and then it just yeah. carried over through Saturday. Yeah. It just didn't translate to getting people into the building at Temple. So I was I was a little I was yeah. pretty disappointed. It wasn't yeah. just a little disappointed. I was I was pretty disappointed, very disappointed in um Temple's attendance there. I felt like we were the loudest people in there at one point. Oh um, yeah, we definitely were. Yeah. We, so they've got to figure that thing out. Hopefully they um, do because it's overall a good thing. Yeah. Nova I, might I not like always it... be ranked. And, you know, the Big Five classic can be up for grabs like it was this year. It's truly yeah, wide open. Like... Sorry. Truly wide open for the championship, which, you know, I would love for that to happen again. I, I would love that for next year. More parody. Who knows what could happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just wish we got that win. I just wish yeah, we got that, that would be unbelievable. Was, but, Temple yeah, was like a it... beatable team. When we walked oh, in, they there, were, first, they were beatable. And we first had... 10 minutes. We, I followed put a fork and, and then Settle hit the shot and then Barry hit the shot, yeah and, um, yeah, but I feel like Temple has a problem with their, you know, conference. Oh like, yeah. If you're a local kid, why do you want to play the American? Like, what kind of affiliation do you have with like some of these schools? Like, yeah, I was sitting with, you know, one of the like the guy next to us, Greth. And, you know, we were looking at the banners of the teams. It was like Rice and like UTSA. Like, what if you're a Philly kid, like what kind of association like is the American Conference? You know, Cincinnati left, Houston left. Like, I don't why would you want to play against some of those teams? Like the American, yeah. like Temple's got to get out of that conference eventually. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. I feel like they're in like a UMass situation, which I don't like was a completely different topic. But like there's that conference, like they need to get out of that conference. Yeah. Yeah. It's very obvious that basketball was secondary to football. And they're terrible. They hitched their wagon. They hitched their wagon to football. And now their basketball team's paying the price. They used to be a proud, proud staple institution. Like their basketball team had city kids. Now it's like they they have no like their affiliation with that conference. I feel like it's crushed them. And They're not the same, you know, powerhouse they were. And I don't know if they ever, you know, I don't know when they're going to get back to those, you know, heights again. Yeah. LaSalle's on the up and up. Temple's on the down. A-10 conference is going <laughs> to yeah. pass the AAC in basketball. That be that could happen. I think it um, is right now. Yeah. On some of those, like, yeah, on Ken Palm, I think, yeah. in terms of some of those metrics. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that's enough talk about Temple. I mean, it was a great time, Rich. We saw two games in a row that were probably the wildest two games we'll see we've seen since like 2013. I don't know if you can agree with that five. They might be like top three, right? They have to be. Well, think about, they have to be top. It might be top two. We've never seen a triple OT. I I don't, I can't tell you. I've never seen seen a triple. No, I've never seen a triple OT. Yeah. My voice. (laughs) (laughs) Never seen a triple OT and never saw a buzzer beater on the south side of one. So I feel like, is that one and two or am I just like being biased? Am I like big five colors showing? I don't know. Are you talking about on the road? Because we have to have the criteria here. Are we talking about? I'm just saying like pure, like 
one of the best games. I feel like they're the best two games I've watched like regular season. I yeah. don't. Would you disagree or when you know, no, throw I, a? I'm thinking about when we beat Butler and then beat VCU back in 2013. That's the last time uh, I'm yeah. thinking about two That's games fair. in a row that were amazing, mm-hmm. like or no, like outstanding games. But this is right there. This is mm-hmm. right there. I feel like this is like the the most wild two game stretch I've seen since 2013 for sure. Like bar yeah. none, right? Yeah, like it's I, like how do you compare like a conference game versus like a big five? Yeah. I guess there's both affiliation, but like the regionality. Yeah. They both have their meanings, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reason we went to dance. That's why we got into the dance. Which we beat Butler and VCU. And, you know, this is a different, totally different scenario. It was triple overtime loss. Okay. So we lost. Got to factor that into it. Mm-hmm. And then an amazing buzzer beater win. So I feel like all of that combined, I feel like they're kind of near each other as far as like intensity and the last time that's happened we're very the bottom line is we're very lucky to have been there yeah. right rich we're yeah. very very lucky to have been there so yeah i'm, I'm happy uh, i went so moving on from the big five classic lasalle is six and two on the season they have games this week against loyola maryland and lafayette both teams only have one win as loyola maryland is one and seven lafayette is one and eight so they look winnable on paper, but that's why they play the games. LaSalle plays Loyola Maryland, Tom Gola on Wednesday. As, like I said, Loyola Maryland is only, uh, their lone win is against Brown in overtime. Their leading scorer is sophomore Dion Perry, who averages over like 13 points per game. He's only 5'8". So he's oh, wow. smaller. I feel like that's good. You know, we have smaller guards. Yeah. You know, they have a big guy um, from Spain who averages, you know, 9.5 rebounds, 9.5 points per game, eight rebounds per game. Um, They have another guy, D'Angelo Steins from Old Dominion, only nine points per game. Um, He's 6'2". He's a guard. So, I mean, on paper, there's a reason why they only have one win. Hopefully, um, there won't be two. Come Wednesday, yeah. um, our, our guys got to be tired, though. <laughs> yeah, they got to be tired. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if we'll play a few more guys. I don't know if it's a time to do it. You know, with if we'll see more minutes from you know a Ryan Zan or a um, Marrero. But I guess we didn't really touch upon this earlier. But I like I, I think I was I think I said this on last last pod that Tunde eventually got a really efficient game. And oh, on yeah. Saturday, he was 4 of 4 for 11 points. So maybe we'll see Tunde start to emerge uh, this week, have a bigger presence. You no, know, he, you know, was 4 of 4 from the floor, um, you know, got some extended minutes. As we said before, that, uh, you know, Dumphy went small and he was one of the bigger guys on the floor. So we'll see if, um, you know, how Dumphy uses guys this week. Yeah, Tunde has been awesome. I would say, like he's growing so fast. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to remember. Hey, you're you're that. going, you're going awesome. I'm not. I'm like. I'm like going. Oh, you think he? I don't know. I mean, I think no, he's, been, he's been good. But I'm saying, um, no, he's been he's been very good, and I feel like he's slowly progressing. I he's think he's progressing. I, he's getting better each and every game, okay. and you see the town and flash ahead of you. That, that's think, fair. Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I think. I think he's awesome because 
he has the confidence of a senior. Oh, he does. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. He's a freshman. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember right. that he's a freshman. He's not afraid to shoot. I love dudes that are not afraid to shoot. So he he's not tentative. No, I'll give you that. No, that's sure. why I think he's awesome. Like mm-hmm. he already has that gene where he's like, I'm, you know, no, if I'm sure. open, I'm shooting that thing and there's nothing else you can do. And, and it, it can play into a fault. Like we've seen that for sure. But if he's hitting his shots, he's going to be a very welcome guy off the bench. You're right. On this Every team, game. they need that. They need guys. They don't need timid guys. They need your, that's a great point. Yeah. You're right. He, he is a hot, he is a gun. He is a shooter. He is ready to rock. Like I, I think he is that missing piece um, when we need instant offense. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like sixth man of the year is the ceiling for him. We can't ignore it. Like if he goes, if he can drop 10 points a game off the bench, like I'll be so happy with that. Oh, if you can get more than that and, no, and no, look at yeah, a six man right, of the year, look, mm-hmm. look at six man of the year award. Like that'd be awesome. Like I could totally see we let's I'll just keep racking up these six men of the year awards. Um, that'd be cool if it, it, he, he got it done as a freshman. Um, he has that type of confidence. Mm-hmm. Don't no, be surprised he's really. if he's 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 like in the running late in the season. So. Yeah. So yeah, the other game this week is against Lafayette, who, like I said, only has one win. They're one and eight. Their lone win coming against Wilkes University. But LaSalle, you know, has a little revenge on its hands that uh they want to, you know, seek out as Lafayette beat them 90 to 65 last year. Kind of um an embarrassing performance right around Christmas time. Oh, I remember was insane. me, you, and Mike went. We went, uh, I think, somewhere to lunch before, and then we headed to the game. It was just a real stinker yeah. of a game. But um, Lafayette is a different team. They don't have Leo Boyle, who went to Penn, who transferred to Penn State. You know, CJ Fulton, who transferred to Charleston, or Josh Rivera, who you know we'll see. He's at Fordham, and you know they accounted for, for I guess. You know, 45 of their 90, like half their points. Um, you know, they returned three of their starters, uh, Kyle Jenkins, Justin Vanderbon, and TJ Berger. But um, hopefully, you know, they can, you know, take care of business against Lafayette, you know, seek revenge and, you know, hopefully, you know, go 2 0 this week, which will bring them to 8 and 2. Um, which is awesome, by the mm-hmm. way. Right. Like that's, yeah, that, that'd be huge. I mean, everyone would sign up for that, but, you know, they got to take one game at a time. They can't worry about their records and, Yep. They're uh, going to yeah. be hungry for mm-hmm. a win. Loyola's going to be hungry. Lafayette's going to be teams, hungry. Yeah. So I I think that, uh, what, this is a home game coming up in Loyola. Yeah. yeah and then at Lafayette's La- away. At Lafayette. So mm-hmm. they finally leave the friendly confines of Philadelphia. You know, they they were obviously in Durham. They're not going too far, though. But they're, yeah, they're not They're not going very it's only far. Like an hour, hour 10 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Shout out to our friend Jim. He lives in the area um so if anybody's in in the uh, allentown region i guess you could say the lehigh valley stop by and see the explorers play against lafayette um and and tickets are really reasonable i was looking and they're only like seven bucks (laughs) like seven bucks and like twenty (laughs) dollar courtside seats twenty dollar courtside seven dollar general mission so wow that's um, hey that's mid-major basketball for you that's mid-minor basketball for you Um, we, <laughs> lest we forget, though, the game against Loyola is at home. Like we said, this will be Dunphy's celebration, which oh, that's right. you won't call. You won't see him celebrating, but the school is going to be celebrating his 600th win. He'll probably be like, whatever. Just you think he'll like the L? He, you would think, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know. 
I I could predict that. We should do wagers on who will light the L going forward. Um, yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing on Wednesday. Come out and and celebrate Coach Dunphy's um, achievement. He's a he's a living legend, and and we're very happy that he he got six hundred six hundred one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, got it. Got to be there for it. You got to get the goal. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been a brutal week if he went zero and two against his former, you know, former teams he's coached or yeah. former universities he coached in uh, Temple and Penn. So that'd be that's a good point. Yeah. So, to, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that it took the Broadtree Bank shot. Can I call it that? Sure. Why not? You know, to get that 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 victory over Penn, uh, where he coached at for so long, and you know, yeah. it was you know dominated the ivy league when you said broad street bank shot earlier i was like oh i like that yes yeah. I, I someone someone tweeted I, I can't take originality for that i was just trying to you know put you know add some little pizzazz to it i know the phillies had a nice run and they were bedlam at the bank and i was thinking like bedlam at the big five um <laughs> that was, I, I don't want to steal the philly slender but it yeah. did feel like that for us um we're very like we said this this year feels really fun um I, I just I, I don't want it to end. Hopefully hopefully they get these two wins here. If they lose to Loyola or Lafayette, you know, all of our hopes and dreams will come crashing down and we'll be back to where we were almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I know that there's a lot to take away over these past two games. We said it my I said it myself against Temple. That was a huge test. And they almost they almost got the dub. I still think that they they passed the test, but they almost got that dub too. Um and then they Obviously got the OT win. That was a huge building block forward. Um, but if Rich, if they lose to Loyola or Lafayette here, how do you feel about the team? Right? Because they go from like the highest of high, not that high, but like pretty high yeah. up, right? Mm-hmm. Excitement. They're built for three overtimes against Temple. Yeah. Like I feel and like they, if they lose on. this game, what do you feel? Like if they lose to Loyola or Lafayette, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed, but I'll know that like last week took a lot out of the guys, even though I would have thought that Saturday they would have been tired, but they still won in overtime and won. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. So you can't count them out. Yeah. I mean, I'm hopefully, even though you know these aren't big five games, so they're not. But they can't under you know I'm sure Duffy's not underestimating these opponents, no. and I'm sure they're not going to be happy about you know the shellacking they took last year to Lafayette. True. So I'm hoping that if they can take care of Loyola Maryland, that they'll be able to take care of Lafayette. But yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be upset, but um, hopefully it's only a blip on the radar. But yes. I'm hoping they can take care of business because. You know, after Lafayette, they play. They don't play a Wednesday game. After Lafayette, they have a full week of rest, and they play at Miami. That's a test. So that that's a real test. So I would love to go into Miami at eight and two, but I don't want to get ahead of myself, even though the teams are combined two and fifteen. But you know, Miami, Miami's you know a very very good team. Larinag has been there for you know a good bit now. Yeah. And I, he has a ton of victories. He has more victories than Dunphy. I think he's, I want to say, in like the 700s or six. I, I forget the number, but he, he, I think he's 700s. He's up there. 
you know, he's coached a long time, you know, Coach Mason, you know, that, you know, epic Final Four run in, I think, 06. Um, and, you know, he's built quite the program down there. I feel like they always have, you know, they have the, I feel like, NIL money. Oh, yeah. Spend. Illegal NIL money, perhaps. Yeah. We'll see. And I think a local kid's going there next year, I want to say. Jaleel Bethea. Yes. And it seems like they have, like, they pump out, like, they get, like, these Philly kids, too. You know, Isaiah Wong was there. Uh, Newton was there. I think, is the dude? Uh, Wooga. Nice he's local, Poplar. right? Yeah, Nicene Poplar went to math uh, math and sciences. Okay. Yeah, so it seems like there's this little, like, pipeline from, you know, Philly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, but hopefully they can take care of business this week. Um, you know, it was quite the last week. How? I don't know if I can take another overtime game. Oh no! But um, I mean, what a week! Yeah, hopefully, I'll never, yeah, it was a crazy, a crazy week. It was a good week to be an Explorer fan, or maybe not. Maybe you know, yesterday. I mean, Temple game was heartbreaking, but you know that Penn game was, you know, a game no, we'll never forget. I mean, the Temple game was a you know a classic, but I'll yeah, I'll really never forget side of that. Yeah, I'll never forget either of those. Yeah, hopefully this week is an uneventful week. Hopefully this team gets wins, and mm-hmm. and a dream like scenario for me, yeah, would would be for them to get some guys in the rotation a little bit more, right? Like yeah. a twenty no, point victory, and we finally see more of Mercandino. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? I've been like waiting for him to get out there and play. Hopefully they can earn that right and you know beat these teams enough that they can get some guys some experience. So yeah. that, that's a dream scenario for us these next two days. But always be wary of the 1-8 and eight team, 1-7 and seven team. They're hungry. We yeah, that's yeah, scaring me now. <laughs> no, let's hope for an uneventful week. And uh, we'll be talking to everybody soon with an 8-2 and two record and maybe uh, an upset of the Hurricanes. That'd be amazing. But that's all I got, Rich. You got anything else? Um, no. No, I feel like we covered everything. It was quite the week. The Big Five Classic was a success. I hope they do it again next year. It'll be tough to top yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Personally, I feel like we had the best two games out of the Big Five Classic with the you know, buzzer beater and the three overtime game. Was that the best Big Five games in a while overall? In general, I would say so, but I feel like I'm incredibly biased, and I don't know off the top of my head like what I'm comparing it against. St. Joe's beat Nova for the first time since like 2012. If that's I'm not mistaken, deal. But that won by like 13. Like that game wasn't that close. You're right. It's just the history part of it. Like, yeah. wow, we did it. They finally beat them. Like this type. This this year felt totally crazy. I mean, the Drexel like Temple game was close. I'm mean, thinking it wasn't a three overtime game or a buzzer. Like that's yeah. kind of like. I don't know. Gold one thing we games. Yeah. One thing we can agree on is that the Big Five's back. I don't know if you would agree, but like that this year, the felt it feels like the Big Five has a lot of juice. Yeah. I mean it's it's revived. <laughs> yeah. It's it's on it, you know, it has yeah. the, the tubes, but yeah, you know, they're like getting back. There's right? a pulse. <laughs> yeah, there's a pulse. Yeah. Definitely a pulse. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to these next few games and oh before you know it, it's gonna be conference play. Yeah, or you know it. So, looking forward to all of that. Um, one side note: uh, the black jerseys are one and one. That's my last thought of the day. Black jerseys, which they wore at Duke, um, got killed. 
They mm-hmm. now are one and one thanks to the heroics of Khalil Brantley. And they're they're growing on me more than ever. It seems like the more they win in them, the more I like them. Um, yeah, they're sure. Yeah, I know. I know. I just need to see some more wins in them. I'm curious when they'll unveil them again. Um, they're definitely nicer than the yellow and and um, white and blues. They do feel meshy. I don't know if you've seen them up close and personal, but I don't know what's. Uh, I, I, feel, I think the black ones are actually like stitched on and very nice. Meanwhile, the yellow, white, and blue seem to be not that like almost penny esque. So hopefully they can fix those other ones. But um, the black jersey, I'm all for now. I'm all in. Yeah, I love it. Even though, you know, traditionalists would be like, you wear the colors of your school at the big five. Eh, let's let's zig when they zag. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you weren't saying that like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they won. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, we move on. And uh, here's to some more wins. Um, thanks for every everyone for listening. Um, shout out to my parents. My parents are listening to the podcast now. I can't believe wow. it. I know. I, I never thought they would. They're not the biggest sports fans. No offense to them. I think my dad is, you know, he, he'll watch some sports. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they enjoy this pod and hopefully more more podcasts going forward. Um, hopefully they leave a review. I don't know. That'd be kind of nice, right, Rich? Yeah, I think my dad listens too. I don't think he's um, ever put a review on there, but it would be cool. <laughs> We got a latest review, and I think it's from someone who, uh, you know, sits near us. So we appreciate that. And yeah. um, yeah, tell us how we're doing, please, please do DM us. We appreciate all the feedback we can get. Definitely, definitely, we're due for. I feel like it's been quiet in the DMs. Like I feel like we want more banter. I, I we we definitely talked to a few people at the Big Five Classic that uh, follow and you know talk with us. But shoot us a DM, and we can talk more at the Gola at a home game. So. Um, that's definitely my plug there is, is get to the goal so we can talk LaSalle basketball, which we all love. Um, but yeah, get to the goal while, while it's still here. Yeah. Like we said, like you said, 12 while games left. Here. Yeah. I think it's 12, 12 home games left. Amazing. You know, see it with your own eyes. Yeah. What this it's team, change. they're exciting team to watch. So you got 12 games, 12 home games left. So, you know, get to the goal. Yes. We've heard that before. Get to the goal. <laughs> It was definitely a marketing campaign back in 2013. Yeah, they'll, they'll reuse those those uh, phrases and sayings. Yeah. A glazer works just fine. Get to the glazer. Oh, man. Can't wait. All right, Rich, that does it. Um, as always, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on.